Right at the end of our reading, Jesus says, He who has ears, let him hear. So as we listen in, let's pray that we will truly hear and be fed and encouraged and maybe even challenged by God's word to us. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, as you spoke to the crowds on that day and explained the parable to your disciples, so help us to listen and to hear your word. Speak to us and may the seed of your word produce in us a hundredfold. We ask this for your glory. Amen. Harvest time is a wonderful time of the year when our churches and halls are decorated with lots of fruits and vegetables as well as the flowers. It's always amazing to see the variety of colours and shapes and sizes and even better to think that some of you even manage to grow your own to display at harvest time. The ability to tend and to grow and to arrange is truly amazing and one that really makes me stand in awe. I think I might have told you this one before, but I don't have green fingers. I just about know the difference between a daffodil and a dandelion, but that's probably about it. When the skill for tending plants and the green fingers were being handed out, I must have been at the very back of the queue. Or maybe I was sleeping that day, I don't know. But whenever we moved into the curate's house in Dundonald, I was delighted to see these little uh, green shoots pushing their way up through the soil, not just in the back garden, but also in the front garden as well. And even more so whenever the flowers started to appear. They were lovely blue flowers. And I really liked them, but soon my bubble was burst when I was told that the lovely bluebells that I was enjoying were actually a weed. (laughs) Flowers that grew so quickly and so easily and seemed to spread everywhere, front and back. But they were weeds. They were a problem. They really uh, shouldn't have been there. They were things that you didn't actually want to see in your garden. I still like to look at them. I didn't think they were annoying anyone. So I, I have to say I left them. But Jesus tells a story of weeds. And they definitely weren't wanted. They definitely shouldn't have been growing where they were. But this wasn't just a mistake, not just, you know, an an Egypt like me, not knowing what they were doing. And this wasn't just that the weeds had spread on the the wind, the little seeds being carried along or uh, on, uh, on birds or anything like that. This was a deliberate act, an act of 
agricultural aggression or farming foul play, if you want to put it that way. So let's listen into the story that Jesus tells, and you have it on your sheet as well if you'd like to follow along. Jesus says, The kingdom of heaven may be compared to a man who sowed good seed in his field, but while his men were sleeping, his enemy came and sowed sowed weeds among the wheat and went away. The man had worked hard. He had put the time in to put the seed in. And it was good seed. And so he watched and he waited for the crop to grow. But he wasn't the only one sowing in his field. He had an enemy and he was busy as well. And at night while no one was watching, while everyone was sleeping, the enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat. No one knew. No one could tell. The seeds of both were buried and they started to grow. And it took a while, but eventually the servants of the master realized what is happening. The wheat is growing and they're glad to see it. But the weeds are growing as well. This was darnel, a a, a wheat-like weed. In the early stages it looks just the same, but the end result is very different. It might look similar, but you couldn't use darnel to make flour for bread, or to do anything with. It was just a weed. But the weeds are with the wheat, they're growing up together, side by side. And the servants, they notice and they can't understand what's happening. The seed they sowed was good. So where did the weeds come from? It's then that the master realizes that uh, his enemy has been busy. That his crop is under threat. That there's a danger that the wheat he was looking forward to would be lost. Now I don't know about you whenever a problem comes. But I think I would be saying what the servants say. You see they want to wade in straight away and take out the weeds. They ask him, then do you want us to go and gather them? Let's sort it all out right now. Get rid of the bad weeds and let the good wheat have the room and the space And the nutrients to grow properly. That's what we need to do. But look at what the farmer says. There's wisdom here. In verse 29. He says no. Lest in gathering the weeds. You root up the wheat along with. Let both grow together until the harvest. And at harvest time I will tell the reapers. Gather the weeds first and bind them into bundles to be burned, but gather the wheat into my barn. You see, to try to take out the weeds, you'd also take out the wheat. 
By destroying the bad, you would also lose the good. And so, much as it doesn't look great to have the wheat and the weeds growing together, the farmer leaves them side by side. You see, he knows at harvest time, it'll be easier to separate the two, to know which is which. To gather the weeds first to be burned and then to gather the wheat into the barn. While they look similar as they grew up, you maybe couldn't tell them apart, the harvest time will bring the reckoning. They'll be playing for what they are, either wheat or weeds. Now Jesus tells this parable in a boat on the lake. The boat was his pulpit and the crowd stood on the beach listening as his voice carried across the water. But that's all of the story that the crowd heard that day. This parable and a few more are written down and recorded for us in Matthew chapter 13. But why did Jesus tell this parable? Was he just giving some handy hints for the farmers in the crowd? Was he saying, you know, don't go in and wade in and, you know, ruin your crop. Just wait until harvest time. Is that what he was doing? Was it like a farm walk that you might see photos of in the farming section of the impartial? Or something that the farmers union might organise, Albert? Is this just what he's doing? Was he warning people to keep watch for enemies sowing weeds? Or what was the point? Why did Jesus tell it and Matthew write it down and thus to look at it tonight? For some of the parables that Jesus tells, we are left to our own devices to try to work out what Jesus means. But in this one, we're left in no doubt at all. First of all, look back to verse 24, the first verse. Jesus tells us at the start, he says, The kingdom of heaven may be compared to. So this is more than a farming lecture. This is showing us some aspect of the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven. But more than that, we also have the explanation given to the disciples. You see, I'm, I'm glad that the disciples were a bit slow at grasping what Jesus was talking about. It gives me encouragement to know that, you know, I don't have to get it right first time. Because I'm glad that they didn't get it first time. That they needed to be told things a few times. That that they had to ask questions and they had to think things through. So when Jesus had finished speaking in the boat, he came back into land, he went back into the house, and the disciples say over the page, uh, on the the second page, at verse 36, his disciples say, explain to us the parable of the weeds of the field. What are you talking about, Jesus? Tell us what you mean. 
because we don't know what you're talking about. And as Jesus explains the parable, every detail is included for a reason and points to something. So let's hear what it's all about from the lips of Jesus. And maybe as we do, could some of the church wardens turn off some of the heaters? It's getting quite warm in here. (laughs) I think we're all agreed on that one. Yeah, probably the wall ones and maybe about half of the overhead ones as well. That's good. That's great. Thank you. So let's hear what it's all about. The one who sows the good seed, Jesus says, this is the Son of Man, that this is Jesus himself. And Jesus sows the good seed, the the sons of the kingdom, the, the people who belong to Jesus. And the seed... Is sown in the field. The whole world. So Jesus is growing the sons of the kingdom all around the world. As he calls people from every tribe and language and people. But the Lord also has an enemy. The devil who also sows seed. The sons of the evil one. People who belong to him. People who are his. And both types of people are being grown together, sown together and grown together. Growing up side by side, mixed in through other. Just like the wheat and the weeds, you can't tell them apart. They look fairly similar. It's hard to say which is which. You can't tell by looking at someone which they are. And that's true in the world and it's even true in the church. You can have both types of people beside each other. It takes the end to know which is which as the fruit becomes evident, either wheat or weeds. But the end is coming and the, king, the, and the harvest is at hand. Jesus says that the harvest is the close of the age. When each person will be seen for what they are and who they are. Either wheat or weeds. A son of the kingdom or a son of the evil one. Then there will be no mistake. Then there will be no confusion. There will only be a separation. The weeds from the wheat with a different location for each. The weeds, the sons of the evil one, they will be gathered out of the kingdom. They'll be removed from the field. But don't take my word for it. Listen to Jesus, verse 41. The Son of Man will send his angels and they will gather out of his kingdom all causes of sin and all lawbreakers. And throw them into the fiery furnace. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. 
Just as you take the weeds out of the garden, or you take a speck of dirt off a painting you had painted, or you'd wipe a bit of dust from your clothes. So Jesus removes those that don't belong, those that are out of place. The angels at Jesus' command remove the sons of the evil one. And Jesus says that hell is a real place, a terrible place, where the fruit of a life of sin is brought to completion. You see, some people think that hell is just a scare tactic. As if people say, you know, you better be good in case. And sometimes people think that it sounds like a great place if all your mates are there and it's just a big party. But this is the Lord Jesus speaking. The one who in the, in the, in the whole Bible speaks most often of hell. When the weeds are removed, the wheat is left to shine. Verse 43, then the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their father. The ending of the parable is stark. The weeds in the furnace and the wheat in the barn. But this is a picture of the future on a day already fixed. When we will be gathered to one place or the other. Now in this growing stage the wheat and the weeds look similar. It's hard to tell which is which. It's only when the blade and the ear and the full corn appears that you can tell the difference. But the day will bring it to light. And in this parable there is both encouragement and challenge for us. The encouragement is that we can't tell who is who. You see you can't write someone off as being a dead loss. As being someone who God couldn't possibly save. Because only the end will bring to light which plant they are. Whose person they are. Perhaps you've been praying for a loved one for a long time. And you pray earnestly that the Lord would save them and it looks as if nothing's happening. They look weedy. They look like one of those weeds. You think there's no chance of them being saved. But at any moment they could hear and respond in faith and be revealed as sweet. As a son of the kingdom all along. Perhaps even tonight as you hear this parable you're coming to faith. You're believing in the Lord Jesus. You're, you're trusting his word about the future. And as you do that you're being discovered as one of his good seeds. Producing wheat as you repent and believe. 
that's the encouragement. Don't give up. Keep praying. And see how God reveals his children as he calls to those with ears to hear. But friends, there's also challenge in this passage. Because if we can mistake weeds for wheat. I want to get that the right way around. If we mistake weeds for wheat. If we think someone's a weed when actually they're wheat. We can do it the other way around as well. We can mistake wheat for weeds. You see there are those who look as if they are the real deal. Those who would never miss a Sunday. Those who appear to be genuine Christians. But the day will bring to light that they were never wheat. That it was a front. That it was all for show. That all along they were a wheat. Only the harvest will show the end result. And perhaps if you recognise yourself in this tonight, if you, if you look like wheat but you know you're actually a wheat, then perhaps tonight could be the challenge you need as you hear of the future. As you hear the Lord Jesus speaking and, and go under the microscope and, and take a closer look at your life and, and see who is it you really do belong to. Because he calls us to turn to him, to repent, to to trust in him for real. The Lord is sowing. And his seed is growing, but the enemy is real and determined to do his work as well. The wheat... And the weeds are growing side by side. But with a vastly different eternity. Jesus says. He who has ears. Let him hear. Let's pray. So Lord, we ask that we would hear your voice, that we would respond to your call, and we ask this for your glory. Amen.